Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Hello from the other side. <laughs> I must have <laughs> called a thousand times. <laughs> Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to podcast with you again. I'm Jay. And I'm Kellen, and welcome to Weirdos. If you haven't already, you may have figured out this week's topic, music. Yes, um, music, uh, a force so powerful, it can cut us to the core. It can lift us up from the existential darkness that consumes us. It can make us laugh when we want to cry, and it can make us cry when we want to laugh. Music is life itself. Yes, I agree completely. Music, uh, amazing. One of the greatest achievements of humankind, right behind uh, spoken word. Yes, um, I, I prefer music over spoken word most of the time. <laughs> but <laughs> so this week we just thought we'd sit down. Uh, you know, the the people who listen to us, I imagine majority of you know us pretty well. Um, you know what we're into, and one of the major things we're into is is music. Of course, um, I I grew up loving music. I love music now. Uh, you know, booked music. You know, things like that. So. We thought it'd be fun to just sit down and talk about music itself, like uh, our favorites, our least favorites, you know, experiences that we've had and and things of that nature. Uh, Yes. And I think it's going to be more just, you know, a fun episode, um, just a casual chat about music. Um, If you don't know, me and Jay have uh, been to lots of concerts together, both uh, live local small bands and bigger bigger shows um and that you know i won't say the basis of our friendship but one of the uh, similarities we have is our immense love for just just about all kinds of music yeah we man we have been to a lot of shows together um and i greatly appreciate you coming out to the smaller shows where you're often one of maybe 10 to 15 people um <laughs> at the cobra or a smaller venue um, of that nature but yeah i think this would just be more uh similar to like you and i on a road trip just talking back and forth and um discussing a few things because we we know each other pretty well i'd, I'd say i mean yeah. we podcast together that's pretty serious <laughs> i have but, learned uh, a lot about you doing this. <laughs> but um yeah i think it's just gonna be a fun little back and forth uh, it might not be your cup of tea out there but you might learn something so stick around um, and we'll get started. So, uh, I, of course, made notes. Um, <laughs> Weirdos is a semi-scripted show at times. Um, but I think the first thing I wanted to talk about is, like, what was your first concert? Because that's one thing I don't know about you. Like, I don't know what your first concert was. And when you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you tell me that. But uh, right now, I don't know what your first concert was. Tell me about that. Okay. So, I, I was a late bloomer to the um, live music. Uh, it was it was probably full on eighteen or right at nineteen years old. First time I went, I went to a venue uh, that was in downtown Nashville in the nineties, know, early two thousands. It was since shut down. Three twenty eight performance hall. Mm, old school. And, yeah, and this was this was right after one hundred three KDF, which was Nashville's long standing rock station. Uh, decided to go country. And so 1029, The Buzz, which used to be a country station, converted their um, genre to rock to fill that gap that 103 KDF left when they uh, switched uh, format. So part of building their popularity was a a concert that they gave you three bands and didn't know who was going to play. You basically paid $10 for the ticket in hopes the band you wanted to hear was the one that showed up. It was a total <laughs> surprise until they came out on stage. And so it was, what was it? Collective Soul, um, another band from that era, um, lesser known, I can't remember the name right now, and Lit. Oh, Lit. I've never seen Lit. Well, that, I have. That <laughs> was the first concert I ever went to. 
I had no expectations. I'd never been to a live concert. I was kind of timid when it started and fully hooked by the end of that show. Um, for those of you who don't know, that was a popular band in the 90s. I, they were just above a one-hit wonder. Um, I would say maybe a three-hit wonder. <laughs> um, uh, two and a half. We'll call it two and a half. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, I mean, they there was so much energy and crowd and everybody was into it and it was such an intimate venue uh from that moment on i was hooked how about yeah. yourself uh, well uh, first of all i want to get to the bottom of this other band that was there oh god like, you know a song um, they had or anything better than ezra that was it okay that's that was gonna be my first guess i swear to god <laughs> that was gonna be my first guess because that's one of those bands who had a ton of good songs but you you never remember them i yeah. saw them um at um oh goodness i don't even know what the pilgrimage i saw them at pilgrimage um and they were great Um, that was the band we were supposed to see i I had no interest in it but my roommate at the time was a huge better than ezra fan and he was doing research and said they were going to be in memphis the night before so he was fairly sure it was going to be them uh so that's he bought us all the tickets he bought like six of his tickets because he that was his one of his favorite bands nice uh he was disappointed. I, you know, had learned, learned a new love that night. Yeah, well, we'll get to disappointment later in this episode. <laughs> We've both been there together. Um, <laughs> I, I have seen Collector Soul. I saw them with Our Lady Peace and Tonic, and it was fantastic. Oh, um, that been a good so my first concert was Bare Naked Ladies. Oh. And it was fantastic. Um, me and a couple of friends went. I know you think a parent went. I think someone dropped us off and then picked us up. <clears throat> but it's Bare Naked Ladies and Rufus Wainwright. And of course, I didn't care anything about Rufus Wainwright at the time, even though he's fantastic if you listen to him now. But I was excited to hear One Week by Bare Naked Ladies because that was my jam. <laughs> like, I loved Bare Naked Ladies. They were so much fun. And uh, we went and saw them and they put on a heck of a show. Like, it's one of the better shows I've seen that I can remember. Um, they dance, like, crowd interaction. Like, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, that was my first concert. Like no, like if I said Kellen, guess my first concert. No one's gonna say Bare Naked Ladies. You know, like <laughs> no. that's not your go-to. But that was my first, and my second came shortly after, and that was one where Debo, my dad, went, and Jonathan Harper, and uh, <laughs> some uh, Amy Murray. We all went, and it was Fastball, Sugar Ray, oh. and the Goo Goo Dolls. And that was a good show. And what's funny, I remember that, like I said, my dad went, and he didn't care. Like, if any of those bands he would enjoy, it would probably be the Goo Goo Dolls, you know. But uh, he said he loves, he liked Sugar Ray the most. <laughs> and Sugar Ray oh, just wow. thought about smoking weed the whole time. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Maybe it brought back memories. Right. Is that why you liked it? Like, the Square Rabbit memories came back, which uh, <laughs> someone messaged me about his Square Rabbits and said that was not marijuana. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint on who that who who messaged me. They live in your home, <laughs> and she's like, "It definitely wasn't." I'm like, "Okay, junkie, like whatever you say." <laughs> but um, yeah, my dad loved Sugar Ray, which was just crazy to me. And then um, you know, we're, we're everybody's there for the Goo Goo Dolls. They're the headliner. I think this was at Starwood. I'm pretty sure this is at Starwood. But um, R.I.P. Goo Goo Dolls played everything, but Iris. And um, name, which is like their first song, so right, they leave, and everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe they didn't play that song." And I'm like, "Guys, guys, come on, uh, let's just hang out for a second. My dad's like, "It's time to go." I'm like, "No, man." I'm like, "They're gonna come out and play their best songs in the second. He's like, "It's over." I'm like, "It's not over. This is how things work." I know. I heard from somebody. So <laughs> sure enough, like people are starting to clear out, and then the screen comes down, and this little video starts playing. They come out with iris and everybody like loses their mind but that was a good time yeah that was um that was always that was always the fun part uh, i've only been i think i can't remember i can't remember exactly who it was i've only been to one concert where there was no encore where we were basically just like all right we're out and they walked off stage and never came <laughs> like seriously they're gone like hate them. <laughs> that reminds me of uh i went and saw kevin smith at zany's one time were you there with me it wasn't you it was, no it was Lindsay, and so I love Kevin Smith, and I've never seen him do stand-up, and he did a podcast, I think. Um, so we were there, and 
everybody's like, oh, yeah, he came out and hung out with everybody last night. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I'm going to hang out with Kevin Smith tonight. Like, that was my plan. Right. So uh, we're sitting out in the car because they had two shows and we were at the early show because the others were sold out. So we're outside waiting and Lindsay's like, how long are we going to wait? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you, it's Kevin Smith. Like, I want to wait for <laughs> Kevin Smith. So I think three or four hours later, she bowed out and um, I stayed. We must have driven separately, but I stayed and I waited and I waited and I waited. And finally, Jason Mews walks out and I've met him before. I have a picture with him. I'm like, oh, hey. So I went and talked to him and got a picture with him. And I, everybody's like, yes, there's still people waiting outside. And like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to come out. I waited there for like six hours, man. And he never Holy came out. God. I don't know where he went. There's like a secret tunnel underneath Zany's that he escaped from <laughs> because we were all at the side door. We could see two of the three doors. And the third door right. was pretty visible, too. Like, he would have had to have someone pull up. He'd jump in. I'm like, that little jerk. Like, he knew people were waiting <laughs> on him. Like, definitely different from when we saw T.J. Miller. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, he was getting baked inside while we yeah. were outside waiting for him. <laughs> but he was so cool. I, I, when he realized, I guess, that people were actually outside, he, it was almost like he was dumbfounded that people were waiting for him. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Like, I, I love I like I love doing that stuff because usually the people I go to see is someone that means something to me. Like um Damon Wayne's Jr. is coming back and I've seen him once. I'm like, you know, he could sign my happy endings Blu-ray. Like how that would be awesome. Like that's like my favorite show of all time. And now it has right. Damon Wayne's Jr.'s signature on it. But yeah, some of them are cool about it. Like Chris Hardwick, when we saw him last, we waited outside and apparently he came back out on stage because people were waiting inside and we were the only two bums outside and it was cold. But he was super cool. He signed everything I wanted. He took pictures. Like, he takes the phone himself. He's like, let me do it. And he takes a picture. He grabbed my beard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but those are different stories for different days. So, we've learned your, what was your last concert you went to before COVID struck you? Uh, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I can't. Re- it's been so long. I want to say, I know. Alice in Chains and Corn mm-hmm. was relatively close to the last one. Uh, I would have to look at the that was a good one. That was a fantastic show. That's the one. That's the one where we were in the three hundreds, and some rando guy is walking up to us and starts a conversation with you and because you I were like, just nope. like <laughs> you were like deuces, and you just kept walking. And he was like, "Hey, are y'all here for the show?" I'm like, being well, polite, we're physically at inside the venue at this point, <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, I know a huge Allison Chains fan. He's like, oh, that's awesome. He was like, uh, I got two tickets. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. He's like, no, they're free. And I was like, I'm tough. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't having that. That's generally how I am when people walk towards me and start talking to me at random places. I just pretend like, I, oh, my hearing aids, I can't hear you. Sorry, I got to go. And sometimes <laughs> I probably do miss out on cool stuff like that. But luckily, you had my back. That's happened yeah. to me there before with Slipknot. He upgraded us from the 300s to the 100s. Yeah, that was one of my favorite bands of all time. That's pretty so. sweet. That's the uh, that's the benefits of being an uh, uh, introverted extrovert. <laughs> Very polite. Okay, that's, that's the benefits of not being disabled in your ears. <laughs> that's the benefits of not having a birth defect. Like, just, just push that knife deeper, man. Push it deeper. <laughs> Can I talk to you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'd rather you not, but since you're already here, I guess I've got time. <laughs> um, what day was it? I guess it was Saturday... Saturday or Sunday, it had to be Saturday, but um, I was taking Zoe to get her haircut, and down the road, I saw a car on the side of the road, I'm like, what are they doing, two guys get out, and they have papers in their hand, I'm like, oh, Christ, one went to one house, and one started down the other, you know, end of the road, so I text Lindsay, I'm like, someone's outside trying to sell stuff, close the door, and sure enough, they came knocking, but you know, whatever you're selling to me at my doorstep, I either have it, or I don't want it. And right. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I straight up am not going to talk to you. Like, I don't want you come knocking on my damn door. <laughs> I hate that so much. Like, that shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed anymore. I know it's because we're in kind of a hidden neighborhood so they can get away with it. But you're telling me you're coming up to me with a clipboard and telling me you want to sign me up for AT&T? Do you think AT&T really needs you going door to door to sell that shit? No, they don't. <laughs> right. Scam. That's my new word, scam. Everything's a scam. <laughs> Speaking of scams, cake was a scam. Oh my god! We saw cake. Oh, that, it hurts me. So, it hurts me so bad to agree with you on that. 
because um, like you know that's one of my all-time favorites uh, i was going to ask you here in a minute you know what was the moment you got into music but this is kind of one of those for me because um, i remember that was the first cd kate's fashion nugget that i ever purchased with my own money <laughs> and i played that i still own the original cd that i had my, my, my dad went to, uh, blockbuster music and hermitage which if you didn't know blockbuster video also used to have a blockbuster music it's real google it <laughs> but we went there and picked up cake's fashion nugget at my request and i listened to that cd for probably a year straight at least at least once or twice a week uh, so the fact that they were going to be playing in nashville at ascend i was so pumped and um, after uh, the Ben Folds concert that apparently was what we showed up to, right. finally, finally ended after he played um, 14 of his two hits. <laughs> <laughs> there was, what, five, five or ten minutes of music that wasn't even Cake's music. <laughs> it was like Europe's Final Countdown or something just played. Yeah, it wasn't like, like the rock song. It, wasn't like it may have been. Song. It was... It, it was like 20 minutes for them to clear Ben Fold's uh, grand piano and all that stuff off the stage <laughs> and then to get Kate's stuff out there. And then there's just music. The lights go down and there's music for five minutes. And of course, if you've ever, ever been to a, light, uh, a live concert, when the music you know, starts playing and the lights drop, everybody goes nuts. Well, everybody goes nuts. And then nothing happens. <laughs> and... Another couple of minutes goes by, and then finally they start to walk out on stage. Of course, everybody gets you know, rehyped, and um, they proceeded to uh, talk for twenty minutes, and then give away a tree for twenty minutes. And, <laughs> uh, then they cut the lights off and went home. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you missed, it, we're talking about the band Cake, um, not the food. But yeah, we saw them in a sim, and I was excited too because I've always liked Cake, like not to the degree that you do obviously but when i was in high right. school i borrowed ethan hire's uh fashion nugget cd and i wore it out especially the nugget song because i thought i was so cool because i was singing the lyrics <laughs> right. but um <clears throat> yeah I, I was excited to see them because it's one of those bands like you know what i bet they i bet they put on a really good live show well we were wrong like <laughs> we were sadly <laughs> wrong and yeah ben balls played forever and i get it oh my like God. something you know if, if Krista's probably listening, I think she likes Ben Folds a lot, so I apologize. I, I respect him, I, and I dig some of his stuff, but I don't want to see him play longer than 30 minutes. I just don't, and even that's too much. I did see him on the elevator one time, and I was like, <gasps> and I, like, touched his shoulder. I'm like, big fan. But, like, even then, I was <laughs> semi-lying. I'm like, you're just cool. You know, you're, you're someone big that I'm talking to. But, <clears throat> yeah, that was when we talk about our least favorite concerts that aren't at a local venue, um, that's definitely as 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 far as my memory goes, probably number one for me, just because the level of disappointment that I felt because I felt so unfulfilled. Not only because they, right? I mean, they really they were probably up there for an hour, but they probably only played thirty minutes of music. Like this is a concert, bro. This is not a conservatory or a, a plant nursery. Like he's up there selling the damn tree for 30 minutes <laughs> and i get it and it, it was yeah it was the worst way too it wasn't like hey we're gonna give one lucky fan a tree he was like guess this tree and you can win it <laughs> everybody's screaming <laughs> he's like don't and then yeah it's a crowd of 6,500 people probably less than that i think that's the capacity of that venue but he's like don't scream out your names i'll call on you and if you get it right you'll win and he was like you brad repair no you <laughs> Elm tree. No, you, I'm like, Oh my God, just tell them what the tree is and give it to somebody. And then he had to bring them on stage and be like, congratulations. Now here's the deal. There's a website. You've got to log the tree on the website after you plan it. So we can try. I'm like, Oh my God. What is going on? They were carrying it back to their just car. Checked it out of the car. Anything. Something had to go. So that tree's out there somewhere. It's long gone. <laughs> to be fair. They did play most of like their popular yeah. songs, but the ending to that concert was so anticlimactic. Like usually, that's like the build up, and then there may be an encore or something. But for those of you who don't know, Music City is uh, a lie <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and so there's like a curfew during the week for live performances because people have to sleep and go to work. And so 
they after they get done with the tree, they play like another song, and then he's like, uh, so they told us that we have to be done by 10, and it was like 9.58. And he was like, or they'll cut the power off, so uh, we got time for one more, and then they played the distance, which was great, but it was such a letdown that he was just like, uh, oh, man, we went, uh, we got like one, one song. Right. <laughs> so, oh, we got time for I'm very so, interested if there are other shows on that tour went like that. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's just the time constraints and the fact that Ben Folds doesn't even live in Nashville, so he's like, I don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> they were pissed at Ben. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. I couldn't yeah. think of any other concerts. I've, like, I've been to some concerts where I'm not blown away. Like, when we saw Alice in Chains and Corn, Under Oath opened up for them, and I love right. Under Oath. Like, I've seen Under Oath a couple times, and I do love their new stuff, but that's almost all they played, and I get it. Like you're promoting a new album. You're trying to make money. I 100% get that. But play some choice nugs in between, man, at least one or two, because you're probably playing to people who don't know who you are. You know? Right. Um, talk about letdowns. We had the opposite of that when I made you go see um, one of my other favorite um, kind of, not necessarily obscure, but lesser known bands, um, Franz Ferdinand, when we went and saw them at the Blue Room at Ferdinand Records. I think you were pleasantly surprised with how that concert turned out, considering you had minimal expectations. Yeah, because really, um, I mean, I knew a couple songs, but Take Me Out was really the only song I know offhand. And I'm like, that's a good song. And I bought that CD, and I wasn't impressed when I bought that CD in, like, what, 2003? Um, but, yeah, that was a great – they did a great job. Uh, it was entertaining. Um, I Part of the reason I hate going to shows now as an old man is because these kids, like, even there, people just kept weaseling their way in front of us. Like, we were pretty oh, close. You mean uh, Douchebag yeah, Jesus? Douchebag Jesus. He's at every concert I go to. <laughs> <laughs> but they just weaseled their way in front of you. And and some the difference between us and them is, like, I'm aware of my surroundings, and I care right. about my surroundings. Like, I'm not going to be frailing my arms around and headbutting, like, if I have long hair, hitting people in the face. Like, I'm aware of what's going on around me. And I, I know right. you're here, like I'm here to have a good time, but they don't care. Another example of that is um, the band Rainbow Kitten Surprise, who probably no one's heard of, but they're fantastic. They played a free show. Um, it was to benefit some fires that happened somewhere. I, I can't remember where, but they played a free show at Marathon. So Lindsay and I went, and I had seen them before at Grimey's and just a little intimate show, which was great. And... Um, so they're playing marathon, which is a good size venue. That's where I saw Deftones. It was awesome. And we were excited. We got there super early because I'm in my thirties and I get, er I'm early everywhere. And that's just how I roll. But, um, we're there, we're having a good time. We're, we're pretty close to the stage and people just constantly pushing, pushing, pushing. And they're in front of us. Mm. And it's these kids with backpacks. And they're inhaling stuff and then they're blowing up balloons and throwing it and they're just dancing and swinging their ponytails and hitting us in the face. And like, we started to get claustrophobic, like we're going to die. Like, we're going to die here. So we had to like go back to the back, which ruined that show for us because people just don't care about anything but themselves. So that was, that's probably up there for worse shows too, but it's not the band's fault. It's not the venue's fault. It's stupid people's fault. Well, that was the same thing that happened at the Franz uh, Ferdinand concert. It was such, it's a, such a small, intimate venue. I mean, it's basically, what, a 20 by 20 yeah. room? Uh, and there was that blonde girl that was outside that we were behind in line that was super annoying. It was like her brother, mm -hmm. I think, maybe. And she just was talking the whole time. And then we get inside, and she's right behind us, and she was just whipping her hair, and it kept catching me in the face. And, like, I looked at her a couple of times. Um, but Karma bit her in the hind end in the end when he threw the pick out and it landed between us and before she could reach down i stomped on top of it with my foot <laughs> and then sadly her out. hand was not on top of it looked at me no like, <laughs> she just looked at me like oh no how dare you <laughs> just throw up your shoulders like whoops whoopsie <laughs> yeah i i just it, if a venue doesn't have seats anymore i don't want to go like <laughs> that's just that's just how <laughs> it's gotten for me like people are just yeah. so irritating um so so who would be your so you, like if you had like desert island well, i mean playlist. you know the answer to that 
Uh, I mean, I could make a educated yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, um, I would. I would probably come at you with arms wide open. My least favorite song by them, but yeah, I, I get made fun of. <laughs> it would be my sacrifice. <laughs> I get made fun of a lot for my favorite artist band, and a lot of that comes from my own household. So, but I love Creed. I've always loved Creed. I'm always going to love Creed. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say to change my mind on that. Creed got me through some very tough times in life. I connected with them before I connected to any other band on that level. And they're always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, I've seen them numerous times when Scott was sober and when he wasn't sober. And um, I remember their first album, My Own Prison. My mom wouldn't let me get it because the cover, she's like, I don't, I don't think that's a good, that's not good music. I'm like, they're a Christian band. And, and essentially they were. <laughs> She would never let me get it. So, of course, I eventually bought it myself, and it changed my life. Like, they did. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that every album, all four, are masterpieces, because they're not by any means. The first one is fantastic. The second one is fantastic. Most of the third one is fantastic. When they came out with their fourth one is when he got sober, and they tried going on tour again, but he fell off that wagon. That album, not so much fantastic. Like, I can probably only name four songs Mm -hmm. off of it. But, um he Scott Stapp is sober now and he's put out a new solo album and it is great. Like from start to finish, the music's great. Lyrics are great. Um, I got to see him at the cannery ballroom with a meet and greet, which just one of the best days of my life. Like I paid money to go meet Scott Stapp and I know you're laughing and you're, you're listening to this and you're laughing. You're like, Oh, you paid money. To see Scott Stapp. That's stupid. It's not stupid. It's all relative. And that's what's relative to me. It's Scott Stapp. And he was so nice. Like he signed everything I wanted him to sign. Like he chatted with me. It was great. And we got to see him do sound check. And to kind of push over my love for this band is that show, he played almost every song off his album. But he also played every popular Creed song. Like every one of them. So I wasn't expecting that. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, he's going to play his music. It's fine. I was just here to meet him. It's going to be a good time either way. But he starts out with bullets off their third album. I'm like, what in the world is happening? Like, my mind started to blow. And um, he then he switched his song, and then he played, like, higher. Like, he just kept playing all the choice notes from, from Creed. But what made me enjoy that show the most is I know him. Like, I know his story. I know he he got into drugs and alcohol really bad, and now he's sober. And I could tell 100% while he was up there that he was having fun. He was enjoying himself. Like, he was a completely different person. You could see that, like, come out of him while he was performing. And that just warmed my little heart. Like, I don't have a big heart. Like, I don't. But, like, I could just tell he was a different person. He was enjoying his life again. And as someone who, you know, counted on him and his music to get me through sometimes, I know he's been through sometimes, and now he's out of that abyss himself. And it was a nice thing to see. So, I'm on a desert island. I have all the Creed CDs and Scott Stapp all lumped together. I would listen to that all day, every day. There you go. <laughs> I said it. I said it. Um, That's it. You see, I'm kind of in the same boat uh, with you as far as, you know, my favorite being one of those ones that gets made fun of a lot. Uh, Nickelback is not it. <laughs> Nickelback's not that bad. <laughs> uh, but, it, but, it, but, you know, I, I, I will say I like some of their yeah, earlier I, stuff. Or more commercial stuff was a little more um, poppy. Like I saw them live back those then. Those kind of songs were when they were at their peak. I saw them live. Yeah, at Breathe. Starwood, Great. Nickelback at, at, at Starwood, and it was one of the leader of men. Do it, leader of That's men. Great, great song. Um, but I saw them back then with Three Days Grace, and they put on a awesome show. It was awesome. They had pyro and everything. But you proceed. <laughs> Um, but my favorite band uh, was is Dave Matthews Band, and a lot of people, oh, they're, they're so overrated, they're so terrible, you can't sing, it's bad. Look, when I was growing up, my exposure to music was Casey Kasem's Weekly Top 40 with my mom riding back to my grandmother's house on Sunday. So I grew up with LaBouche and Ace of Base and Hathaway <laughs> and all those dance pop songs from um, the early 90s. So... My dad, in his infinite wisdom, was like, no son of mine's going to be in a band <laughs> techno. And so he introduced me to another one of my favorite bands, Alice in Chains, and played the song Wood. 
uh, and that's where I kind of learned my love for rock music. Alice in Chains was my favorite of all the 90s grunge era bands, uh, and it's yeah. not even close. Uh, but during that time, and if you're of our age, which I think most of our listeners are, there was a mail-order record service called Columbia House. And you could send in uh, your selection of five CDs for the price of one for a monthly subscription following. So every month they would send you a thing, you'd pick a CD out, they would send it to you. Uh, it was uh, a contract with the devil because it was impossible <laughs> to cancel. <laughs> um, but the, I, I only ever knew Crash Into Me. That was the only song I'd heard on the radio. I was like, oh, that's, I kind of I vibe with that. Um, but when I was picking out the five songs, the, their, their selection list wasn't great. Like they had a couple of names that were recognizable and some of it was a lot more obscure stuff or genres that I hadn't really gotten into at the time. And so one of the five CDs was Dave Matthews Band Crash uh, or Crush. And I got that and I listened to Crash Into Me. I was like, oh, good song. Mm-hmm. Put the CD away for a whole year. Didn't listen to it again, never broke it out. It was just in my collection. Um, so one day, cleaning up my room, find the CD, and I'm like, let me put this in. And life was changed after that because when Two Step, which if you've never heard Two Step by Dave Matthews Band, Dave Matthews Band, that is one of the most amazing songs musically that I've ever heard as far as the buildup and the, the intensity of the music. And after that, I listened to that CD front to back on repeat all summer long. Bought the rest of his albums. Used to go to Media Play in Rivergate. Um, picked up recently. And I remember uh, going the day of to pick up Busted Stuff when that came out. And that was kind of like, the that would be like your fourth Creed CD. Busted Stuff was kind of the Dave CD where I was like, eh, <laughs> I'm not really feeling this one as much. Um, but uh, live at Luther College. Oh, my God, such an amazing CD. Uh, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds CD, uh, Stream, which is nothing but Tim Reynolds playing guitar with a loop pedal and a little bit of effects, and it's incredible. Um, but I catch so much hate. <laughs> I catch so much hate anytime somebody, I'm like, uh, yeah, Dave Matthews' band is my favorite. But I'm like you. I'm unapologetic about it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as so, I said Cruise my favorite band, uh, we probably lost a lot of people, so they're probably not even hearing this anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I um, yeah, that would be my desert island. I would all of their CDs minus maybe busted <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, which I, I have a favorite. Go ahead and bring that Dave Matthews song. Um, don't drink the water. Yep. Second favorite. Yeah, song. It's, it's such a good song. Like I had all everybody heard Crash. You couldn't go through high school without hearing Crash. But that's the second song I ever right. heard by them. I'm like that. Like I actually bought that album. It's the only Dave Matthews band album I ever owned. I believe. Um, and I don't know what the rest of the album sounded like, but I listened to that track all the time. That was such a good song. <laughs> and it, he was angry in it at, at, towards the end, you know, like "Don't drink the water, blood in the." Well, yeah. and Alanis Morissette providing yeah. the background vocals. Yeah, good that's song. a fantastic song. Um, yeah, that's like I said, it's my second favorite. Two Step, it will always have. And I've seen Dave Matthews live three times, and he has never played Two Step. <laughs> Write write him. You write him a letter. Right <laughs> now, never heard it live. After after we're done, you write him a letter. Like, excuse me, sir, <laughs> Mr. Matthews. A moment of your time, please. <laughs> so, who's your favorite? You have any like bands you just absolutely despise? Um, yeah, I wrote those down as soon as you talked about uh, we should name our least favorite, and it didn't take me. Uh, it took me more time to physically write them to the, than to think them. Um, so, the Breeders is one of. The worst one hit one of uh-huh. all time. Cannonball uh, can go straight in the trash can. Every time I hear that song start, I have a visceral reaction. As well as Macy Gray, uh, her voice mm-hmm. in particular is nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and if I never heard her uh, sing a song ever again, I would rather I would rather hear "Photograph" by Nickelback on repeat. That's, that's two Nickelback knocks, bro. Like, let's Macy take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bad song. But it's a great meme. But anyway, so here is my here is my one that I'm probably going to catch hate for. I know when Megan listens to this, she's going to be very upset because I did something with uh, Alexa that she's not going to be happy with. 
and both of my daughters yelled at me when I did it. But I was listening to 90s Alternative on Alexa <laughs> and um, Hey by Ooh. Four Non Blondes came on. And I <laughs> hate so much. I hate that song. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I will cut this podcast off. That's such you. a random song to hate. It comes on. It's I know, but at her voice, the whole the video, everything about that song is hot garbage, and if that turns you off, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but it came on, and as soon as I heard the intro, I went, "Alexa, <laughs> never play that song again." And Alexa almost sounded offended. She was like, "All right," and then <laughs> skipped the song. And as soon as I said it, both my daughters were like, oh, "What are you doing? Mommy loves that song." And I'm like, "Well, I guess she's not gonna. I guess she's gonna have to find another way." Well, to she loves Gerard Butler, so her her taste isn't that great. <laughs> I said it, Megan. You want to fight? What are you trying to say? She chose me. On that one, come on. I, 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 I give Lindsay crap all the time too about Gerard Butler. Like, she loves P.S. I love you. I'm like Gerard Butler has like three good movies, and that's it. And like. I'll, if you take out and take out the animated movies, he's only had three good movies, and I'll fight somebody over that. That's the truth. So, three hundred and any movie that ends with has fallen. That's <laughs> his best movie. <laughs> I tried to watch Geostorm the other day. I'm like, man, why, why? Dracula. Uh, it did back in the day. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. But I rewatched it in the last two years, and it's awful. But um, yeah, four non bonds. That's I would have never guessed that. Um, that, but that's the only song yeah, they have, that so you song. hate them for that one song. Yeah, Edie Brickell, Um I think that's no Edie Brickell and New Bohemians. That was that's fair. Somebody else. Uh, but yeah, four non blondes just can't. Oh, <laughs> I'm very oh, open minded when it comes to music. Like country is probably my least favorite. Like when NPR used to play jazz in the mornings when I on my way to work, I would listen to that. Like I love Frank Sinatra. I love Creed. You know, like I. I'm very open to music, and so there's not that many that just make me want to yell at Alexa for playing it, but um, and make her stand in the right. corner and whimper <laughs> and blink. Um, but I absolutely hate the Strokes, and I think they just won a Grammy, uh-huh. which is just a tragedy. But that yeah, they just came back out with a new album for some reason. But um, you know, because 2020 couldn't get any worse. But I've never liked the Strokes. I've always hated the Strokes. I've never seen them live. I've only heard like, maybe two songs. But as soon as I heard that, I think it was last night was their main, their first song. I'm like, I hate them. I absolutely hate them. They're garbage, and I don't ever want to see them again. And I've never listened to them again. I think it was what last was their night. first song again. Last night, I just oh yeah that's over right. it. Oh yeah, yeah. The one good thing that came from them is that genre birth yeah. White Stripe. But Missy Elliott is another one. I don't know why. Oh, I can't explain no. why I'm not a fan of Missy Elliott. You can't stand the rain? <laughs> but I'm not a fan of Missy Elliott. <laughs> but other than that, there's not really anybody I hate. I use I, I hate Lars from Metallica, but I love Metallica. But I hate Lars. Um, is it he is kind of a, kind of a hard but, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's kind of <laughs> as far as my hatred goes. I, I think that's the reason I don't like Nickelback. I dude, he, he used to be was he, I don't know if he was married or he dated Avril Lavigne. So you have to give the dude props, okay? Oh, they were married. Well, it's just because he's Canadian. <laughs> he probably bumped into her somewhere, somewhere and was like, oh, sorry. And she was like, oh, sorry, too. I didn't know you like Canadian, eh? shop. <laughs> <laughs> then they wrote we have up. any Canadian listen, listeners. So we have, we have like yet. minus... <laughs> Less than one percent Canadian, I think. No, no, we never got Canada. But uh, oh. then they rode off on their moose together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Avril Lavigne. Um, so, do you remember what was the first album you ever remember owning yourself? Like one that you bought and you you were obsessed with. So, um, so the first album I bought, I already told yeah. you that Kate Fashion Nova. That was the first the first album I ever owned. CD wise, was um, a country tribute to the Eagles, and it was a bunch of country music stars. My mom got it for me at a yard sale, uh, and it was a bunch of country music stars uh, covering Eagles songs. Uh, but I'm trying to think, first 
So mm-hmm. I grew up with cassettes. That was that was my intro, and a lot of it was singles. And so I remember going to the Walmart mm-hmm. in Carthage, Tennessee, and picking up uh, the single for TLC's "Crazy Sexy Cool" um, that had um, yeah. "Creep" on it. I remember playing that one. I remember getting uh, an Elton John cassette and a Happy <laughs> Meal that I played a lot of. I think it had Crocodile nice. Rock on it. I played that a lot. Um, after Cake, I don't really I don't really remember anything that I really bought. Now, I do have a funny story about buying CDs um, that translates into the worst date this girl probably mm-hmm. had. <laughs> the only date ever went in high school. Uh, me and this girl went to Hendersonville to see Castaway, uh, which is the worst date movie you could take somebody on because it's an hour of Tom Hanks on an island by himself. <laughs> uh, but afterwards, I had no idea what I was doing, uh, and I was scared to death of women in general. And so... She was like, what do you want to do now? And I was like, okay, back up. My mom had to give me Mm -hmm. money to pay for this date. And she gave me money for food and the movie. And so before we got food, I was looking at the money and I was like, hey, there's enough money to buy something at Walmart. (laughs) So she had to drive because I didn't have a car or a driver's license. She drove us to Walmart and she stood there with me while I looked through the CD section for like 20 minutes and I ended up picking, uh, picking up uh, Pearl Jam. It was one of the um, like bootleg mm-hmm. style CDs that they put yeah. out with the brown cover. It was like um, you know some of their hits, and uh, the first rap CD I bought, and they are my favorite rap artists of all time. Bone Thugs and Single or individual, whatever. Wu Tang. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Outcast. Stankonia. I also own on vinyl now, but I, that was a, that was a CD that it wasn't my own money, but I, that was one of the that's probably the first one I remember going to a record store, or <laughs> Walmart, <laughs> going to a store to buy with my own money, which ended up costing uh, more than I thought. So when it was time to eat, I was like, "What about Sonic?" <laughs> and so we sat in her Mazda Miata with my Walmart bag and ate some Sonic. And she dropped me off at my house, and there was no hug, no kiss, no handshake. I just looked at her, and I was like, all right, had a good time, bye. And got out of the car and went inside to listen to my like, with your arms down, head forward, ran inside with your Walmart bag. <laughs> I am speed. <laughs> so, yeah, about about two weeks later, she called me, and she was like, I don't think it's going to work out. And I'm like, no, I totally get it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, um, I don't remember yeah, my podcast. I don't remember the first time I ever bought. I, I also grew up with cassettes. I remember I had, I was big into country when I was younger. It's like Shania Twain, John Michael Montgomery. Like I had those, but I remember the two albums or the three albums. I remember the most and the earliest that weren't country. Um, that kind of blew my mind was Weezer's blue album. And then uh, tragic kingdom by no doubt. And then I had the bird pipe villains. And I, I remember going to Gatlinburg, you know, we went to Gatlinburg all the time as kids and I would just have my CD player and I would just listen to those albums back and forth. Um, except the Verve Pipe, I listened to, you know, one song over and over and over again. But those are the first ones I remember. I, re- I, I remember uh, the only three CDs I remember that my parents actually bought me without me being with them. Uh, one was LaBouche. Do you remember LaBouche? That a song called Be My Lover. Gonna be Dude. my lover, gonna be my lover. <laughs> oh, yeah, gonna be my lover. Yes, I was listening to that the other day when I was playing my um, that, I remember my mom buying me that. I remember my dad buying me Rage Against the Machine, the battle of or for Los Angeles. And uh, I remember when he handed it to me, I'd asked for it, and he handed it to me. He's like, it's not that acid rock, is it? I'm like, I don't even know what you mean, Dad. God, just let me listen to my music. <laughs> um, another one I remember my mom buying me is Marcy Playground um, I don't remember the name of that album if it was self-titled or not but it's one with Sex and Candy um, let me tell you right now if they came out with that album today it would be number one 
that is a fantastic album, but we didn't appreciate it because it was so different to what we usually usually listen to back then. But I bought it in the last two years at Goodwill and listened to it. And it's great. But um, I remember that music video. Do you remember that music video? It's a very strange music video. So my mom and her sister went to a flea market one day and I was watching music videos all day because I was cool. And they did like a behind the scenes of that in Marcy's playground. I was like, oh yeah, it's a, it's basically the song and the video is about a wet dream I had. So young Jay doesn't really know what a wet dream is. You know, I don't know that. So I know my mom knew the song. I don't know why she let me listen to that and not Creed. That makes no sense, Christine. Come on. But, um, <laughs> or Matchbox 20 push, that was about, you know, domestic violence. But anyways, I wrote on a piece of paper because I was going somewhere with my friends. So I wrote on a piece of paper, mom, sex and candy is about a wet dream. See you tonight. <laughs> it's like, she's like, why would you write this? I'm like, I, don't, I didn't know what it meant. Like, I just thought it was, oh, this is about a wet dream. So I'm trying to communicate with you about this. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, you mentioned the Carthage Walmart. I remember yes. three CDs I bought there. It's so strange things that you remember like I remember when I was at Ball State I bought All American Rejects first album and then I went to church with Maggie I don't know if you remember Maggie from the Baptist Collegiate Ministries but I went to church with her listened to that album saw Johnny Cash uh, met Chris Rise who's a Christian artist had the Looney Tunes song like if Looney Tunes could get saved like yabba dabba do ya like it's awful (laughs) but he was at that church but I, I will always remember that for some reason. But at the Carthage Walmart, I bought three albums. I bought OMC's How Bizarre, which is obviously a classic. Blink One Eight to Dude Ranch, and Garbage, the uh, I think I'm Paranoid album. I don't know why I remember buying those albums there, but for some reason that's still in my head. I don't, I can't explain it. I can't, if you give me a math problem, I'm going to sit down and cry. But for some reason, I know where I bought certain albums on certain days. I bought uh, <laughs> Three Days Grace's Home, their debut album in Western Kentucky at a mall with Dustin, uh, I'm blanking on his last name, but uh, because he was visiting Western Kentucky University, I remember I was wearing a white dress shirt, a baby blue tie and shorts and flip flops because I was cool. <laughs> Like, it's just so weird, the shit I remember. But Right. Um, speaking of the Verve Pipe, real quick and aside, if you don't follow Brian Vanderark on Instagram, you should, because he is awesome, uh, hilarious, and more than likely, if you comment on his uh, posts rather early, he'll typically either reply yes, or uh, comment. I fanboyed over that. Yeah, I've had that happen awesome. a couple of times. Not many people do that. Like, <laughs> some of them will, and it's... It's always makes you feel so cool. Yeah, I remember. I miss. I miss talking about going places and buying CDs. Uh, uh, I miss so much. Yes, uh, I agree. And that's uh, like I'm still mad now. Like as you know, if you listen to our very first episode, um, I got my car got hit by a drunk driver while we were in Ohio last October, and I had to get a new car. The new car is fine and all, but it doesn't have a CD player. And it bums me out every time I think about it. Like, I can't even go to Goodwill now because I get so emotional because I can't browse the CDs. Like, what am I going to do? Go home and sit on the couch and listen to it? That's stupid. Like, I want to be able to, like, have my CDs. Like, I know people don't understand that much anymore, but that's such, like, when I was in uh, college and I was a youth pastor, this is a weird story. I don't know why I'm going to say it, but I I had, like, books of CDs (laughs) and I had mixed CDs and all that. So on my way, to Mount Juliet from Hartsville, which is like a 40, you know, 40 minute drive. I would have Jay's top 10 countdown of my CDs. And I'm like, and number 10 on Jay's <laughs> top 10. And then I would put a CD in and I would play that song. I'm like, that was so-and-so. And then I'd pull it out. Like, now, number nine, coming in at number eight. And I would do a freaking countdown in my car by myself with all my CDs. <laughs> yeah, there's something, there's something that's just, I mean, it's one, I mean, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome to just get on iTunes and Google a song, and it's there. And you get to hear it whenever, if you have the place for it. But there was something, I mean, it could either be magical or heartbreaking, depending on your purpose of being there. Because I remember going to Blockbuster Music in Hermitage uh, 
one day with this express um, desire to pick up uh, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Ellen Kelly mm-hmm. and the Infinite Sadness. And all they had was Siamese rings. <laughs> I was so disappointed because, you know, I had, that, that's what I, that, I've got to have this CD. Tonight, tonight, it's the most beautiful, amazing song. Zero is incredible. Um, bullet with Butterfly Wings, also amazing. Um, so, so many great songs on both CDs. And, you know, couldn't find it, the heartbreak. But there was also the magical aspect of going in with no expectations and just looking around and searching through. And then you see, <laughs> I've always wanted this CD, and now it's physically in your hands. And you know, the, just the joy that you would get on finding, you know, yeah, something special. And you don't get that anymore. There's no, you know, going to this large store where you could spend, you know, hours. Like I said, me mm-hmm. earlier, media play you could spend hours in. Uh, you just saying that makes me have to poop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> topic for another episode. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I miss that so much. I miss band t-shirts and posters. I mean, not that I ever bought them, which is probably why they <laughs> were the business. reason. We're the cause of all our problems. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, just just to be able to, you know, spend, like CD Warehouse is just it's a little trip in nostalgia. Sometimes they're a little overpriced, but it's fun just to sometimes just go through and just rifle through yeah i used to love uh, that 40 60,000 <laughs> i would just go to um you know I would go to tower records and just go and see uh-huh. albums that i thought looked cool so i i used to buy them uh, or like uh there's a band called Anne berlin who's that's really good and a lot of people know but i yep. found them and a band called say anything which two fantastic bands i found those, those just because i was just browsing like those look cool i think i'll buy those um, Census Fail is another one. I absolutely love Census Fail, and that was one I found at Best Buy. I'm like, that looks cool. I'll check it out. And then I, you know, I bought all their albums of all three of those bands ever since. Like, it's, it, I like to go and just browse. That's half the fun. Like, sure, I know there's something particular I want, but you don't know what else is there that you haven't even thought of. And that's why I go to I go to Grey's Cape every week. Like, I don't know what's going to be there, and often I walk out with nothing. But sometimes I'm like, what is this doing here? Like. Why is this? Why would someone want to sell this? It's mine now. You know, it, it, it's physical media is a yeah. dying breed, and I hate that. Um, movies are getting that way too. Um, if you go to Target and Donaldson, there's only like 16 feet of movies now, where it used to be like 24 or, or more. Oh, wow. And it's very sad. It's very sad. And, and you know, one is all Avengers, yeah. one's all Star Wars, so it's too. not even that much. <laughs> yeah. The thing, too, though, with, with buying that physical copy of a CD is, like, now, like, you hear a song on the radio, like, oh, I like that song. You play that song. That's it. You don't experience anything else by the band unless, you know, you're, like, really enjoy it or it's a big, big name. But when you had the CD, maybe you would find a song on there that yeah, nobody else listened to that would be your favorite. Like, maybe you bought it. Yeah, maybe you bought it for, you know, um, like, the verb pipe, just to bring them up again. Maybe you bought it for freshmen, and then you find photographs, and you're like, hmm, that's a good song too." And you find it before it hits the radio, mm-hmm. and you get that sense of like, thought, <laughs> like almost not arrogance, but <laughs> superiority. Uh, uh, you're like, oh, have you heard that new Verve Pipe song? Uh, that's how I was, I was listening when to I that saw, weeks ago. Uh, I saw Fall Out Boy <laughs> before they hit it big, like before they're under the uh, cork tree. Is that name of it? Before that album came out, um, I saw them live before that's that. Then they just blew up, and I had their album, their album before that. Everybody's like, oh, follow blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, dude, I saw, the, I saw them like last year. Like, no one knew who they were. I was there. <laughs> I did the same thing with John Mayer. I saw John Mayer before Room for Squares uh, came out. And, yeah, when people were started, like, picking up on him, I was already, you know, all the way through the whole album multiple times. So when songs, uh, yeah, talking, I know. have you heard that? My yeah, body's I know all the words already. Um, <laughs> so before we close it out, I, I don't know if you got what's, you have a, I don't, know, I don't think we we touched like your favorite concert or someone just blew your mind. Have we talked about that? Cake. Um, no. Um, ben but... folds in his piano. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I have wet dreams about it. <laughs> um, no, um, God, let me think. Um, Whew, the, tough one. Probably. 
that's such a hard thing to just you know what okay i'm gonna be perfectly honest um i've seen some amazing bands i've seen corn twice and both times they were fantastic i've seen Mm -hmm. slipknot they were amazing um seen you know seen a lot of a lot of bands big venues small venues but to be a hundred percent honest the best concert i've ever seen was, was garth brooks when he came to Nashville this last time, because you want to talk about somebody who understands why he's famous, what made, what got him there, and is all about fan service. He played for probably three and a half hours, and there was a part. I mean, he played. If there was a song you liked by Garth Brooks, I guarantee he played it. And I know, I know that for a fact because there was a part of the concert where he. It was just him and his guitar on stage, and he looked out in the audience, and if you had a sign with a song on it, he hadn't played it yet, he played it right there. He would look mm-hmm. up, oh, you're a fan of this one? And he would start playing it and play the song. And he did That's that. Awesome. That's what like people want. 30 minutes of the concert. Just to make sure. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, there, it's, it's fun to hear songs you haven't heard or hear lesser known songs, but you paid money to see your favorite band or to see a band because you want to hear it's, 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 it's always killed me about um, Radiohead. They've only played, I think, Creek one time in like the last 20 years because they hate yeah. that song, but that was the song that put them on the map. You're there because people love that song. So give them what they want. So yeah, Garth Brooks, I, uh, without question, Garth Brooks. Van Halen was, was also incredible with um, mm-hmm. David Lee Roth because they did the same thing. They played every hit song that you could think of by Van Halen. Um, but as far as just the energy, the joy, the person yeah, he, he was great. I saw him. I got, to, I got to see him too. He was fantastic. Um, I, I remember I saw the Wallflowers one time, um, and they had just come out with a new album, and I was there with a group of people, and it was a free show, so we were all it was live on the green, so we were all out there, and they were the headliner, and people were getting pissed because they weren't playing one headlight. I'm like, well, first of all guys that's their hit if they're going to play it they're going to play it last second of all they just came out with a new album that's what they're going to play right now but they played uh one headlight and then everybody left they they had like 20 minutes left in their set and everybody just left i i hate that so much um my other favorite concerts i've seen i I saw deftones at marathon that was fantastic it was like the coming of christ like it was beautiful what you say has a lot of energy uh, he he Chico killed it so much. Um, Rob Zombie killed it, but of course I'm biased there. Um, but I think the one that I <laughs> walked out with and said "Wow" was Foxy Shazam, and they're a smaller band uh, from Cincinnati, and I've seen them many a times and got to hang out with them. Used to play Words with Friends uh, with Sky, the keyboard player. Um, but they. He like Eric the singer runs around on all fours. He gets he asks for cigarettes out of the audience. He gets <laughs> them, lights them, and then eats them. He dances. He does handstands. Everybody's like <laughs> the the lineup today. They just came out with a new album last year, and the lineup is different. Fifty percent of it is different, but the the core guys are there, and the music is still good. It's, it, it it misses that oomph that, that they had, but a hundred percent think you should all listen to foxy shazam um they'll put you in a good mood um so again before before we close out i, I texted you earlier and said we should do the um seven truths and a lie see how well we know each other so i wrote down eight bands yes seven of them i've seen live one of them i have not and you have done the same i'm up yes and before you even name them i'm gonna get yours wrong because i i i know for a fact that you've seen probably 10 times as many bands live as me. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay, so here's my eight bands. Uh, Jethro Tull, No Doubt, Erica Badu, The Almond Brothers Band, Incubus, Tuba Stank. What was the last Eric. one? I'm going to say Incubus. Aerosmith. Damn it. I also see I've them seen, live. I have seen Incubus live. Um, 
So now I'm in the situation where I stopped writing them down after all them at river stages. You said Jethro Tull, no doubt. I think you saw no doubt with Weezer. Uh, yeah, Jethro Tull. Damn it. No. They they came together when I was in high school, and I <laughs> didn't I would love go, and I was Weezer. devastated. Um, you said Erica Badu, Hoobastank. Well, read the rest of them. Uh, Erica Badu, No Doubt, Jethro Tull, Almond Brothers Band, Incubus, Ubastank. Um, I forgot to mention this. You one. said Aerosmith the first Aerosmith. time. So you're saying those together? I forgot to mention Bob Seger. I think I forgot Man, to mention I had to. I had to alter my list a little bit because I've already given bit. away that I've seen Van Halen <laughs> and, Def- and Lit. <laughs> I've seen Lit, Deftones, and Van Halen. Where you saw Lit? Did you go to a show like that more than once? So that's where I would assume you would have seen Hoobastank. Uh, no, that was... I've never seen Hoobastank. Have you seen Hoobastank? I have. So I you saw them. They you were going to be bad at this. Um, so you said Bob Seger, <laughs> Aerosmith, and Jeff Toll. Is it one of them? Yeah. Okay, so I narrowed it down. I learned this yes. um, from watching a lot of TV. The ones that are that they're grouped together, they're all <laughs> the same kind of you know, um, time period. Um, you've never seen Bob Seger. You did, you did. I remember that because I wanted I to take my, my dad. Memphis. Aerosmith. So it's freaking Jethro. I've never seen Aerosmith. Oh, I've seen Jethro. No, I've right, seen so Jethro. I've never seen Aerosmith. Took me six tries, but I got there. Yeah. Actually, to to cheat a little, I saw Erica Badu, No Doubt, Incubus, and Ubastank. All in the same day. River stages. I um, that was at River Stages in Nashville. But multiple stages, and Erica Badu was on one stage, no doubt. Came out on the next one, and then before that, Hoobastank was on a stage, and then Incubus came out after that. Nice. So um, like I saw a good show at River Stages, but I'm not going to tell you the lineup because one of them's on my list. But uh, it was Papa Roach, Paramore, Three Doors <laughs> Down, um, Finger Eleven. And then another band who's in my list. So, all right, that took me six tries, I think. So, let's see if you can do better than six. <laughs> Goodness. All right. <laughs> Coolio, the presidents of the United States of America, Matchbox 20, Justin Timberlake, Mumford and Sons, Tears for Fears, Five Finger Death Punch, Hole. With Courtney Love, whole. Play along at home, kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I know you, if you count Grimey's. I That's know one I marked out because I thought maybe that would trick you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were there, right? Um, it was so hot. We were waiting yeah, the was, time <laughs> and they didn't even do the photos that they were supposed to do, jerks. I never saw. Yeah, they that. did a giant. I group never saw of, that photo anywhere. That was a lie. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Um, I want to say I think I know. I think you saw Coolio. I think that was that '90s throwback concert, Vanilla Ice. Uh, I could be horribly wrong. <laughs> what? Who did you say? So Coolio, Prisoners, Matchbox, JT, Mumford, Tears for Fears, Five Finger Death Punch, and Hole. So I know you've seen Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that was that's one of the better shows I've seen too. I know you've seen Mumford and Sons. I want to say, I want to say you have seen Coolio. I'm going to tentatively mark that out. Um, President of the United States. That that would have been a neat one to see. Were you going to concerts? In uh, Foxy Shazam say for with them Courtney Love. at the Cannery Ballroom. They got paid $250 a okay. show, and Courtney Love wouldn't even look at them when they passed her in a hallway. So that was the first time I ever hung out with Foxy. Well, wow. second time. I hung out with them at the end, and then at the, at the Cannery, they used to have tables on the back side. So after their set, uh, we went around and hung out, and that's where we became words for friend, words with friends, friends. Um, and I was also pissed about that show is because they had a barrier in front of the stage for Hole, but they wouldn't let us in for Foxy. Like, I don't care. 
about Courtney Love and that stuff. Like, I don't care. I'm here for these guys, and they wouldn't let us in. <laughs> so, no, I have seen Hole. That was the one that I'm gonna say President of the United States of America. And they were fantastic. Very good. Um, I'm embarrassed to say I saw Nick definitely. Cannery as well with uh, in this in this moment. Ah. Let's see, that's one, two. Is it Coolio? Three. Coolio, I saw with Vanilla that's Ice. <laughs> I knew it. Dang that's it. four. Uh, I was hoping maybe I misremembered. So, so you got Tears for Fears, um, Matchbox Twenty. I've Matchbox never Twenty. Seen Matchbox Twenty. I wanted to. I think they were supposed uh, to come last year. Ding, 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 ding. But, yeah, you won. We both suck at knowing. <laughs> oh, that was fun, though. I'm, I'm glad we did that. All right. Uh, so, that rocked. Um, but it's time to turn the page and close this episode out. Yes, it is closing time. You don't have to go home, but you do have to go and subscribe wherever you're listening. And head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us. Is that there. the first time you've read Just that? search Weirdos Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is the first time. I usually read through the whole thing, but I didn't. So I got a little I thought it was, I got I thought it was kind really of confused. And then I... <laughs> so this is what I say, good one. <laughs> yeah. Even though I wrote it. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to come back oh, next week. Uh, we'll be here waiting for you with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking in some creed. Nice. And I'm Jay. All right. Until next time, I'm Kellen. Nickelback's good.